Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Every week he joins us, and we're happy about that. He's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He's Mr. Chris Rose. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Post NFL uh, calm for you? Oh, it's never calm. I mean, you're leaving for Indianapolis very soon for the uh, for the combine next week, and we'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you can check out who might slide to the Browns in the fourth or fifth round. <laughs> Do you have a wish list for that fifth round or sixth we'd like, round? We'd like your fifth round scouting uh, report, please. Yeah, I think on next week's show, I, I'll do that. I always have my one-hour cramming session with Daniel Jeremiah, uh, who will be up in the booth with Rich calling this thing. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I think there's three hundred right around 317 kids this year. Wow. I think is what I read. You know, and I've gotten – I mean, obviously I don't study it the way that Daniel does. Daniel does this the entire season and is watching just constant tape of these kids. But I always – Try and find a few gems for Browns fans leading into it. So I'll, I'll have that for you next Wednesday. I like that idea. We just went over a little list, and it was written by a Bears writer about top 10 free agent wide receivers who could come in, and you could change the names and put for the Browns. Um, I would love to see them add a couple of, of veteran wide receivers, Chris, guys who have had some success in the league and come in and help this team. And I would imagine you could get a couple of guys at a pretty adequate rate, bring them in here, and just give this offense a little bit better depth, some more weapons for Deshaun Watson, without having to worry about can you develop a wide receiver in the draft. Do you like that approach or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, listen, the the salary cap situation is going to be a real juggle um, for them. You know, Deshaun Watson, I think, is, is the highest cap hit in the NFL this coming year, right around $55 million, And it's going to be that way for a while. So there are, you know, you're not going to be able to just go out, and this isn't Steve Cohn, the owner of the New York Mets, saying, give me that off the top shelf and that off the top shelf. You're going to have to buy some bargain stuff, too. Um, you know, out of curiosity, who was on that list? Do you have it in front of you? I don't have it, but I can give you some of the names uh, real quickly. Darius Slayton was on it. Paris Campbell, Alan Lazard, um, Michael Thomas, who, of course, has had major injury issues throughout the years. Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus. There are some interesting guys, you know, some who have been productive. Um, yeah, no. It, Zach Pascal. So, and some of those guys won't cost a ton. Right, you know, I, right. I actually think, I, I do think that Paris Campbell is going to, I think that, then when he finally got some playing time, the back half of this season showed what they had hoped he was going to be um, coming out of college. Uh, Alameda Zacchaeus is a really interesting guy for me. I'm sure a lot of Browns fans did not watch a ton of Falcons football 
remember that horrible game for last season. He's been a guy that's been really dependable for them and is like the perfect dude to slide in there. Um, he could get some coin, I think. But, you know, you know, to me, that's a guy that is, is young enough but still made plays at this level. But I will say this, that if the Browns are going to get to where they want to get to, these guys that we've drafted the last few years in the third and fourth round have got to do something more than take a roster spot because that's where, they're, that's where the franchise is not pulling its weight, in my opinion. And you can say, well, maybe Andrew Barry and his staff have not done a thorough enough job. I actually liked some of the guys that we've drafted there in recent years. I loved David Bell coming out of college. When that guy is the Big Ten receiver of the year, when you had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave down the road in Columbus, that means that he can play a little bit. And he didn't he showed us virtually nothing. I know he got off to a slow start because of the injury, but you know, he's gotta make a leap from year one to year two. Um Perrion Winfrey is a really interesting player. Uh, you know, I thought Martin Emerson was fantastic. He last was. Year. Yeah. So I've got no problems whatsoever. I thought he was actually our most consistent corner. Um, but, you know, I equate the Browns' defensive line and wide receiver position a little bit to the Guardians' outfield. It means you're going to have opportunities. If you're a young guy, you're going to have an opportunity. And if you don't grab it quickly, then they're going to move on to somebody else who will. And that's the way they have to look at this, because this is really a must-playoff season for this regime. Let, yeah, let me dig into that a little bit deeper. Because, I mean, okay, so Mike Prefer gets fired yesterday. You lose your special teams mm-hmm. coach, right? you got to bring in another one. But I think, and, and as Jeff and I talked about this yesterday, it's not so much that you lost Mike Prefer. It's that you had to fire two of your three coordinators in right. the off season, and what does that say about Kevin Stefanski? Where we're going, and I guess maybe that you kind of led to it just now too. Well, I think that we all know where this is. This is a this team has got to make leaps. It's got to, you know. Um, it started off great, right? It started off great in yeah. 2020, and then took a, a little bit of a misstep in 2021. And I think we were all extremely disappointed with how the defense played a year ago. I can tell you this. When I was calling the games in the preseason, I, I mentioned to Joe Thomas several times that this was the fastest defense I could remember the Browns ever having. And I don't think I misspoke here. I, I think we were all kind of on board by that and extremely disappointed with the way that side of the football played. And, um, you know, as far as the coaching staff goes, there aren't a lot of franchises that will change two-thirds of your coordinators and survive. I think the good news is is that they have enough faith in Kevin Stefanski and they want to see the Watson-Stefanski marriage work, um, that they're giving it another run. I mean, I think that's all good news. And and we feel like if there's – I would love to know why the players felt like it didn't work last year. Because I think we all felt like there was enough talent to – be better than seven and ten, right? I do believe that's true. Yeah. 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 And by the way, before we move on, I would say that the difference between seven and ten and ten and seven in this league is not much. Not much. So it's there for the taking. Um but they you know, they gotta do it. They gotta do it. 
Chris Rose joining us. The Rose rotation. We're going to talk a little baseball in a second. I'd love your thoughts. Can Kevin Love still play? I don't know. I haven't seen him in a few weeks. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he can. You know, I think that thumb injury really set him back a ways. Um, and it, I think it was sad to see how it ended. I, I understand it from the Cavs' standpoint. Like, they they know they really need to make it to the second round of the playoffs after everything they gave up for Donovan Mitchell, and I think they feel like that this group can do that. Um, you know, it, I'm rooting for him unless we play him in the first round because I just thought that he he did a great job for this franchise, obviously – you know, if you had said at the beginning of his tenure that he would have the most famous stop in Cavaliers defensive history, you know, we all would have been like, what? Really? Kevin loves. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't sound possible. But it was great. I thought he really represented the city well. There was a little bit of that rough patch at the end of, what was it, maybe the 2020 season that, that kind of went awry. I also was really proud of him coming forward where – he dealt with his anxiety issue and made it, you know, really put kind of a public face to it. I thought that was really important. That's not sports related, but it's just, you know, helping, you know, humankind move forward. Um, so he did a lot of great things and I, I'm happy they're going to be raising number zero to the, to the rafters. He definitely deserves it. Uh, Chris, let's switch over to baseball for a second. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've ever asked you this or not, but I, I, you know, we get the guys in for a little bit, and then we get the World Baseball Classic. I'm just, what are your thoughts on World Baseball Classic? I, I love it. I love, love the energy. It. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was just curious. I mean, yeah. you've, you, have in you fact, covered any of them, or have you been to those games? Yeah. Well, I went to the final that was out here, at Dodger Stadium, in 2017, the last one we've had, um, and it was one of the best baseball events I've been to live. I mean, it was unbelievable. So much fun, so much energy in the stadium. It's so different than the regular season. Uh, it's very much like a playoff setting, even amped up a little more. Because when it, you're talking about countries back in the stadium, it's, I imagine it's a little bit of like what soccer is overseas. Um, in fact, the latest episode of the Rose Rotation has uh, Mark DeRose on it. He is the manager of Team USA. I, if you have any interest in this, mm-hmm. Please listen. I, I really, I got to be honest with you. We've done almost 200 episodes. I think it might be the best one we've done. He is so really? good on everything. Everything about playing with pool holes, his short stint in Cleveland we talked about, which was the first time I met him. Um, the analytics stuff that he's getting for Team USA, I'll just give you a little snippet. They hired the guy from the Dodgers to do all the analytics. And he said, listen, when I said he's been great, but he, he said, I sat down with him and he goes, I don't agree with most of the stuff you guys do. Like in the playoffs, you guys are running to your bullpen to get Phil Bickford in the game and take out Clayton Kershaw. Like why? And he said, I want you to draw up a lineup against the right-handed pitcher. Let's say we're facing in great Britain. When we start out play, give me your best lineup. And he handed it to him and he had Trey Turner hitting eight. And he goes, let me ask you something. He says this to the analytics guy. Let me ask you this. You're Trey Turner, who just got $300 million from the Phillies. You walk into the locker room, and no offense against Jeff McNeil of the Mets, but you see him hitting first, and you're hitting eighth. How you feeling? And he goes, probably not very good. 
He said, yeah, do you think I'm getting the best version of Trey Turner that day? And the guy says, no. He goes, exactly. That's why I'm hitting Trey Turner first. Beat it. It's really like. Wow, that's a cool stuff. story. But the way Zero tells stories is great. I love the idea that the Guardians are in training camp and everything appears set. If everything rolls out as it's supposed to be, you have Josh Bell at first, there was a question, and you have Zanino at catcher, there's an answer to that question, and Josh Naylor will probably be your DH and everything else seems set. You like that? Yeah, I do. I I was disappointed what happened with a couple of our former first-round picks. You know, that stuff's tough to swallow. Benson and Nolan uh, Jones? No, no, no. I'm talking about... You know, oh, just stuff for the future with his Espino Espino's and water. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuff is kind of a bummer at the beginning of camp. But as far as this year goes, um, I think it's a really solid team. And, you know, we're going to have to play well to hold off the Twins and the White Sox. We just are. I don't, I don't think those teams are going to be as – you know, you have to remember the Twins were a game back going into September. And then we really – we played our best ball of the year for the last five weeks. And they, they didn't. They had a lot of injuries, but they also didn't play good baseball. And the White Sox, I think you're going to see a, a different team. I think La Russa was a big problem there for a long time. And I don't think that clubhouse mix was right. But I, they're also going to miss Jose Abreu. So I think it'll be fascinating. I do like where we are, though. I really like where we are. One more time, Rose rot- rotation. What's up? Yeah, Mark DeRose is on this week. Uh, and then we're going to um, – we got Joe Kelly, actually, of the White Sox, who has a book out. He uh, he penned a book, and I, I wasn't – like, I don't know Joe that well. I've interviewed him a couple of times, and I was like, okay, this isn't – I read it, and I was fascinated. He had a full-blown conversation with Rob Manfred uh, last season, I think, and it, I, I couldn't believe how good it was, how enlightening it was. So there's – he'll be on next week. We're taping it tomorrow. Um He's kind of a wild guy. You know, he's the guy that did the pouty face to Carlos Correa, and he's gotten in some fights over the years, and we're going to be talking some good stuff. Sounds good. Thank you, bud. Thanks, Chris. Hi, boys. Be well. Yes, sir. Chris Rose, Rose Rotation, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.